speak is Genesis 32, uh, chapter 32, verses 3 through 31, which is almost all of Genesis 32, and it's in two parts. Uh, part one, Jacob sends presents to appease Esau. Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them, thus you shall say to my lord Esau, thus says your servant Jacob, I have lived with Laban as an alien and stayed until now, and I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male and female slaves, and I have sent to tell my lord in order that I may find favor in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and he is coming to meet you and 400 men are with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two companies, thinking, if Esau comes to one company and destroys it, then the company that's left will escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred, and I will do you good. I'm not worthy of the least of all the steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with my, only my staff, I crossed the Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, please, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I am afraid of him. He may come and kill us all, the mothers with the children. Yet you have said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted because of their number. So he spent the night there, and from what he had with him, he took a present for his brother Esau, 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milk camels and their colts, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. These he delivered into the hands of his serv servants, each drove by itself, and said to his servants, pass on ahead of me and put a space between drove and drove. He instructed the foremost, when Esau, my brother, meets you and asks you to whom do you belong, where are you going, and whose are these ahead of you, then you shall say, they belong to your servant, Jacob. They are a present sent to my lord Esau, and moreover, he is behind us. He likewise instructed the second and the third and all who follow the droves, you shall say the same thing to Esau when you meet him, and you shall say, moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us, for he thought, I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me, and afterwards I shall see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on ahead of him, and he himself met, spent the night in the camp. Part two, Jacob wrestles at Peniel. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel saying, for I have seen God face to face and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. These are our sacred stories. Thank you.
It's not just a new name. It's a new identity. It's a transformation. You will remember that Jacob slid into the world clutching his twin brother Esau's heel, the second son in a culture that gave the firstborn son everything. From the moment of his birth, Jacob clawed after the position and privilege that his birth rank denied him. He cheated his brother Esau out of his birthright and then lied to his dying father in order to steal Esau's blessing as well. The name Jacob means surplanter, usurper, heel grabber, trickster, deceiver. Jacob has been living up to his name. Our sacred story this morning is set many years after Jacob stole Esau's birthright and blessing. Both men are now grown. Jacob left home right after stealing his brother's blessing because Esau, and we can imagine this would be the case, threatened to kill him. Jacob has been living with his uncle and is married and has had children and has accumulated great wealth. But now Jacob is returning home. In our sacred story, Jacob is alone in the dark. He's anxious and afraid. He's preparing to see his brother Esau again the next day. He knows that Esau is coming toward him with 400 men. And so he prays, deliver me please from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I am afraid of him. He's alone because he sent his family as a bribe ahead of himself toward Esau and the 400 men. Yet again, grasping for his own safety while risking the safety of others. In this night of anxiety, Jacob encounters a being and he wrestles until just before dawn. It's dark. Jacob cannot fully see the being with whom he wrestles. The Hebrew is vague. The story is not clear. It's dark. Maybe clarity isn't the point. The passage notes that Jacob is alone. And then in the very next sentence, it says that he wrestles with a man. Eventually, Jacob declares the wrestling being to be God. Jacob and the being wrestle through the night. Some have said the being must be a man, and the man must be Esau. Esau come to get his revenge on his grasping younger brother. Some have argued just as strongly that it really must be God. And still others want it to be a river god or Esau's guardian angel. The being eludes definition. St. John of the Cross wrote Dark Night of the Soul in the 16th century. He wrote it while in solitary confinement in his monastery's prison with only a small window to illuminate his cell by day and complete darkness by night. St. John, through beautiful poetry, says that the dark night is God's best gift to you, intended for your liberation, freeing us from our ideas about God, our fears about God. He describes the dark night as a love story, a constant seeking of an elusive lover. 
the dark night convinces us that God cannot be grasped. In his native Spanish, he says that God is nada, no thing. And since God is no thing, God cannot be held on to. God can only be encountered as what eclipses the reality of all other things. And so it seems to me that Jacob wrestled with God. God was there, whether in, in whatever form. Perhaps Jacob was alone, and yet God was there. Perhaps there was a stranger, and in the mystery of the incarnation, that stranger was God. Perhaps it was Esau, and Esau was God to Jacob in the way we all need, the way of showing us our shortcomings and not leaving us unchanged. Whatever happened in that dark night, Jacob emerges knowing himself in new ways and with a new name. Jacob becomes Israel. This name is symbolic of transformation. We know the power of names. We know how names are used and abused. There are new names happening all over HISD for schools identified as New Education System Program Schools, or NES. This is the name being given to schools that need additional support and resources. Instead of support and resources, these schools are having their recess renamed as breaks and transformed from 30 minutes of play into 15 minutes. NES schools are also renaming and replacing libraries. Books are being removed to make way for discipline centers. This sort of renaming and replacing is happening all over our country. For years now, an effort has been underway to rename American history, our country's history of enslaving black people, our country's history of racism and segregation and abuse, to rename this history as critical race theory and say it cannot be taught. This has recently been taken so far in Florida that the new history curriculum says that slaves develop skills that could be used for personal benefit. In response to this, Dan Rather noted, slavery was pure, unadulterated evil. There is no other side to the story. There is no other name that will stick. Somehow empathy and compassion, awareness and justice are being renamed as woke and dismissed. Razor wire in the Rio Grande is being called a floating border. A floating border doesn't slash children and violate international law. Efforts are underway to rename our gun violence epidemic as the cost of freedom. Our climate crisis is being labeled alternatively as not really happening, as though not believing in it will help the earth. 
or labeled as too late to do anything, so why bother? Our beloved trans siblings are being called threats. Our Jewish and Muslim siblings are being called dangerous and not welcome. Renaming is everywhere. These efforts to rename will not work if we refuse to give up. We know there's power in naming. We know that there are names that can help. Names like ally, welcome, community, voter, protester. Names like not alone. Jacob becomes Israel through his experience of God in the darkness. A very little explored option for the meaning of the name Israel is an understanding of it as three Hebrew words. Ish, human. Ra, sees. El, God. Israel. Human sees God. God sees human. Jacob sees God, that elusive mystery. Jacob experiences the luminous darkness of divine insight. He experiences the holy. He sees God and names the place of his night vision Peniel, face of God. The face of God. That's where Jacob took on a new identity and a new name. The next morning, Jacob, now Israel, crosses the Jabbok and goes to meet his brother. He catches up with his family and his livestock. Jacob himself went on ahead of them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. And then Esau asks, what do you mean by all this company that I have met? And Jacob answered to find favor. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. And Jacob said, no, please. If I find favor with you, then accept my present from my hand. For truly, to see your face is like seeing the face of God. I wonder if this meeting would have been different without Jacob's struggle. Could this meeting have happened in this way if Jacob had simply slept that night alone? Could Jacob the deceiver have humbled himself as Jacob now Israel does, bowing down? Offering what was meant as a bribe has become reparations for the wrong he now knows he's done to his brother. It is a transformed Jacob, now Israel, who catches up with his family rather than sending them ahead. Now it is Jacob who goes first. Jacob has changed. It's not just a new name, it's new behavior.
we are not unfamiliar with wrestling with the divine. We are not unfamiliar with long, sleepless nights. We know what it is to be confronted with realities that must change. Will we take on the names needed to bring about a future for which we long? Will we see the face of God in our brothers and sisters and non-binary siblings? Will we seek with humility to repair the wrongs that we, like Jacob, have caused? Can we believe in transformations like Jacob's? Jacob changes. He changes. He takes on a new way of being in the world. I want to believe in this possibility. And if I'm honest, the names that have been tempting me lately are names like hopeless, apathetic, worthless, won't make a difference, never work. What can I do? Much of what is happening in these days feels like wrestling. Let's make sure that we are wrestling with the God of love who will refuse to leave us as we are, who will go with us and appear in the face of those we fear, who will be with us always elusive, appearing where least expected, sometimes silent, sometimes shouting, always willing to help us take on new names and identities so that change is possible, peace is possible, grace is possible. Hear Anne Lamont's words that Nancy read. Hear them again. Hope begins in the dark. The stubborn hope that if you just show up, and try to do the right things, the dawn will come. You wait and you watch and you work. You don't give up. We must do what we can to make sure that the efforts to name what is evil good and what is good evil do not stick, do not work, do not go unchallenged. The only way I know to do this is to make sure we continue to name ourselves and each other as determined, as hopeful, as justice-focused, as peacemakers, as workers for change, as creators of welcome as beloved. May it be so. Amen.